Hello, and welcome to Stirring the Pot, Entertainment Stew's premier edutainment podcast. As always, I'm your host, Derek, the first and the last. Today we have... It's me, Asia. And... Sam. And we are here to talk about Holiday Matsuri. Um, it's so weird using its full government name. Yeah, yeah instead of like Hallmat. I was like, who is that? Hallmat? Are you talking about Hallmat? Holiday Matsuri makes it sound fancy. And then... uh. We had we had press passes this year. Yeah. As like every year, I guess. Mm-hmm. Wow. And good on us. Today we're here to talk about the good, the bad, the worst, and then the terrible. So uh, we're gonna start with the good first. Um. Those. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. I was just talking about those cosplays. Um, I went to the cosplay contest. I go. Obviously, I went to the cosplay contest. You were going to get me with the cosplays. Um, beautiful. Gorgeous. I also really love that they had a cosplay academy thing. And since I have a press pass, I was able to, like, get a few shots of, like, and get a, like, a 10-minute, like, intro, like, stuff to it. Freaking amazing. I really enjoy that they, like, take the time. I know it's, like, an additional, like, cost. But I feel like, honestly, it's probably worth it because it's, like, $25 or 40 bucks for you to get, like, hands-on, like, experience with it, which I really like. And I wish I would have done it, like, just casually instead of, like, just paying for it. So it's um, it's actually really surprising how in-depth they get with the... Like, the cosplay... Academy. Pan- yeah, panel. It was so interesting to watch from the back how, like... It was an actual class where yeah. I feel like a lot of times these sort of um, panels aren't treated like an actual class. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a. Um, uh, sorry, I feel like it's, I feel like similar to like a YouTube like like tutorial. It's kind of just like yeah, here's like the the creams that I use, and here's like the like so I, I went to a specific body paint one. And unfortunately, it was kind of just like, oh, yeah, here's like the body paint that I use. And here's like some examples of my cosplays. And that's pretty much it. And you can ask me questions, give me trouble with those things. But other than that, it's not super in-depth demonstrations, which I've grown to appreciate. I feel like I'm more of a visual hands-on learner. So I need to like do the thing while I'm like being instructed to do the thing so I can actually learn how to do the thing. Cause I was the sewing one. I'm like, oh, me get, like getting on my hand, like on the floor and like kind of like doing the patterns, and them instruct me how to do the patterns. And them kind of giving me like them having actual sewing machines. Yeah, it's amazing. It's impressive. So I really enjoyed that. And also from actual like, because uh, the person that did the sewing um, class was also I think one of the last year's winner because she was one of the hosts for the cosplay, uh, couture like um, <laughs> section of the cosplay contest. I the things I'm glad they have stuff like that because mm-hmm. especially we've had to been we have to be more discerning discerning of our uh, pictures that we've taken because of the magazine mm-hmm. and previous years in press it was just like okay let's get a general feel for the entire convention nowadays we just have to get specialized photos for the magazine and what our issues are going to be this coming year, which I feel like makes it made it harder to do press yeah. this year. Because you have to be cognitive of the fact that you're, this is, you cover, you can't go to this convention again. I have to take all these pictures preemptively and kind of like, and count for the future rather mm-hmm. than just like covering one single event isolated from itself. Okay, sweet. Asia, what did you like? What was the good for the convention for you? One, um, this is a double-edged sword. 
as we all know, the convention did not take place over the weekend. It took place Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. However, um, <laughs> this meant that with the lower amount of people there, I actually, for the first time in the how many years? Oh, we've been going since twenty seventeen. Yeah. How many years is that? Wait, Five? math. Jesus Christ. Six. Six. For the first time in six years, I actually got to play the Taiko drum game multiple it's times. So fun. It's so fun. Normally, the line is like minimum five people deep. And mm-hmm. we got stuff to do. And I'm looking at it like, Jesus Christ, I want that to be me so bad. It's like five people deep. And some people just keep going because it's like, well, I waited my turn. So let me just keep going until I'm satisfied. So for other games, for other games, it feels like that's the case. I remember there was like one time where it doesn't matter. But yeah. But so I actually got to play that. And then the um, I feel like something that Hallmat does really well is that they their shows are really nice. I got to go to I don't, they've had drag events in the past, but I haven't gotten to go there this time. I did mostly the special events, which was one of them was a drag show. First, they had, like, a competition that, like, the audience could participate in, and whoever won in that competition got to be in the drag show the next day. It was Oriana Peron and Verna Vendetta and Martina Brookshire who hosted that drag show. So it was really fun to get to see them and take pictures and, like, be part of the audience for that. I got to be real. I'm so glad that they brought back one of my favorite acts one of my favorite performances mm-hmm. somnio strings i i love music and they i was i was fe- i was gushing during before and after the performance i love watching them so much mm-hmm. you could palpably see how much fun they had performing with each other and their music gave me goosebumps i was there was not a moment that i was not rocking along with whatever they were doing. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. And it, as well as like the con players as their first act, I loved being able to like just get to sit and like actually see and people are there to pay attention where normally they're kind of like in the background and providing the background music for the con. But other than that, um, I hope they keep bringing them back. I hope they come to other shows in the area. I know they're like South Florida based, but I would love to see them at other events. Mm-hmm. And I think I think those were the biggest ones for me. I saw some of the K-pop dance battles. Jesus Christ, those people bring it like every single year. It's sometimes it's like you. It's like Dance Academy levels. They are. It is outrageous the amount of like boom 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 boom. it's like yeah their choreography is on point Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm in like the amateur dance battles that's (laughs) and they're like they're crushing it every Mm -hmm. single year uh my good um most of the panels so we also did panels at the convention and most of the panels that were chosen were all Derek-centric panels. Like, if you notice for a bit, we have a bunch of different panels. But they chose all the panels that were mostly, like, created by me, performed by me. Um, And the only one that wasn't just me 
we ended up missing it because of a scheduling conflict. So they chose the, on the first day it was the level up, leveling up education and video games and education. Um, And then it was beast mode shonen. And then the third one, which is one we missed was breath of the five rings. And then the fourth one was, um, Video game. Oh, the wrestling. Yeah. Oh, uh, wrestling and anime. Mm. The League of Anime Pro Wrestling. Yeah. So, uh, we we did really well on those panels. They chose some of our more uh, because they were more of the Derek focused ones. I thought I'd miss not having you know my people on stage with me because um, all of us can do panels by ourselves. But for me, it's not as fun to, like, do a panel by myself when I could do it with Asia or I could do it with Sam. I feel like that's how the real energy gets brought. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm happy that people came and supported those panels and still, like, talked to me and stopped me outside of the panel room and just walking around the convention. It was was really nice. Um, There's a bunch of people who, who we saw who usually come to our panels that didn't come to our panels this time. But they still stopped and was just like, hey, love your stuff. Mm-hmm. I love seeing you in different areas. Um, and they're excited to see us at the conventions in 2024. And so that was exciting. And it's nice to hear, especially after a hard year of working through tons of Entertainment Sue stuff. I'm glad to ha- still have that support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it feels really good. Outside of that, I pretty much agree with all of you guys with the uh performances and stuff in fact let's go ahead and play a part of the performance from somnio strings
Okay, that was an amazing piece. Um, if you guys have the chance to see their performance, I would not hesitate to take it. I know they're typically at Florida Supercon, which is happening June 10th through the 14th. It's the week after Metrocon. So, oh. well, so if you're heading back down there anyway. Yeah. Okay, we talked about the good. Let's talk about the bad. Um, I gotta be real. Sam brought up something that me and her experienced within the game room because um, we were we went to all parts of it. Um, it's the same problem that it always has because there's no moderation in mm-hmm. the game room. Um, every other machine, people just did not leave. Yeah, they just hogged the machine the entire convention. Yeah, the thing is that it was like a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday convention, and people were still hogging the mech. Like simulation machine, the Gundam machine, the Gundam machine, yeah, and then the new racing machines, um, and there was no sort of like, hey, like me than you, than me than you, yeah. It was not that civil in any part of the place, yeah. And I feel like it's hard to like if you're in the game to like notice that anyone's behind you, yeah. And thing is, I gotta be real, it's like I'm a very like nervous person. I feel like I don't want to be a bother. So I'm like, oh yeah, could like, could I get on there? I I don't want to be. No one's mean at the convention, but I would hate for it. It's for me to run to one person that's just like, hey man, I don't know. So I feel like having a separate person to like kind of moderate that, considering it's a consistent issue. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I'm not talking about every game because it's impossible to do every game. Mm-hmm. But like, Guitar Hero for when I was. When I was like, you know, going crazy playing basketball when there was no one behind me, um, the same group of people played Guitar Hero for like 30 minutes straight. And there was like a line forming behind them, but like. Yeah. And because there isn't that moderation, it's like, what, a, like, who am I going to tell? Yeah. Um, so that was a, uh, that was like low enough for the totem to be considered bad. Mm-hmm. Um. I think for the bad level, that's like the thing for me. Yeah. For me, the thing is, I was thinking, I was looking at my bad list and I'm like, I feel like these things could move, be moved up. <laughs> um, I feel like, I will say, I feel like the, I went to the few um, like panels that I went to, because I was mainly just doing like the main events, because for like to get photos for the magazine, the few of the um, panels that I went to, unfortunately, they were a bit soured because the tech was an issue and because there's no signal in the convention center unfortunately um it's hard to get in communication with the tech people and i under and like i felt bad because one of the um, people that i went to their panel for um she was kind of freaking out because no one was really helping her and they were calling the press the tech people but it was like 15 minutes of the panel and didn't show up Mm -hmm. so fortunately there was a like gwen stacy cosplayer who was like being really on it i'm like wow she's really the hero of this multiverse like she's very much investigating like, how to get this set up, which I really appreciated. But I'm like, unfortunately, if I was in a position of the panelists, I'd be, like, super freaked out if I was by myself. And, like, that seems like a very an oversight where it's just, like, it was also the first panel of the day. And I'm like, I don't even, like, you don't even have anyone to talk to about this. There was no yeah. one before you even, like, because it's actually rectified in the first place. So that was unfortunate. And I really hated that someone was put in that position. Hmm. I'm trying to think 
I, I like Sam. I had to be like uh, the bad. Let's readjust. I feel like the least for me, and even then, I don't know where it would fall. Is I know our first day we were um, in line for the special events. They were pushed back like an extra hour, maybe an hour and a half due to like tech issues Mm -hmm. in the special events room with the lighting. And that happens. It happens at events, but I feel like it was unfortunately just a continuation of kind of bigger problems, bigger logistical problems that we're going to cover like later by the time that like day two, they had it more on track, but even but it made it really the lighting itself in the events I felt was not conducive to our press covering it. Mm-hmm. It made it really hard to capture good footage, good videos. Mm-hmm. It was always kind of shifting. The drag show really like the artists were doing a great job. The performers mm-hmm. were doing a great job but because only the stage was lit and a big thing of drag is working the crowd and going around they didn't have a spotlight. So even the people who were filming it for the convention basically were projecting a black screen because you couldn't see it for half of like the performance if they weren't right next to you. They needed a spotlight or something. And with Somnio Strings, they had, it was a little better, but the problem was a lot of people were leaving and complaining and I got a really bad headache afterward and I never get headaches because the way they had the lighting, it was shining directly into the audience eyes. Oh my gosh. And because it was like a wave, it Mm -hmm. regularly shined directly into my retina. (laughs) Yeah. When I was in there recording the audio, it was just like, I don't like that. Yeah. And then like, like Asia said for the bad, these are just problems that are like they happen at conventions. Yeah. Like regardless of the size of your convention, tech issues happen. Mm-hmm. Um, moderation in game rooms, like it's happen. a problem in almost every convention we go to. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that fits within this level is, I'm gonna be real. Within this day of age of our of like rampant inflation, um, people not getting paid what they want. The options for food were not great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they went with food trucks. And I feel like food trucks are, it's, what else can you do? It was at the, ho- it was at the, um, the Holiday World Resort. Yeah. I so, forgot the, the name. They, Marriott. The, the World Center Marriott? Yeah, World Center Marriott. Thank you. Um, they, it's like, there's not a lot of options. I just wish, like. There are more affordable options. Yeah. Considering it's just like, I'm paying for a hotel, and I'm also paying for parking. I'm paying for my ticket. This, I, I, I it's a food truck. I'm, I can't even sit down anywhere. So I'm like, I'm just standing eating like a 20, like it's not a $20 burger. It's not that much, but it's just like. It's nearly. It's, yeah. Because the thing is, uh, we, when you, so we go to a lot of the conventions, the Tampa Bay Convention Center. And yeah, they have food trucks, but they also have food sold by the Tampa Bay Convention Center. Mm-hmm. And, and so like this past year, it was like $12 for um, chicken nuggets and fries. And we thought that was a lot of money. But here, it was like $17, $18 yeah. for that same thing. Like tw- No, it was like $22 yeah. for the fries and the chicken nuggets, for the chicken tenders. And the one... Uh, food truck that was like reasonably priced 
at some level, I was like, okay, this is going to be like stadium food. They're yeah. not out here trying to push their recipes or push their like food. I got to be real. 100%. It was a ripoff. Like they, mm-hmm. for, I felt my Gordon Ramsay coming out yeah. because they handed me my food. It said uh, like chicken and chips, like chicken bites. And we all were like, they're not actually going to give me chips. This is like yeah. British slang for uh, fries. Yeah, no. They gave us a box with some microwave chicken bites and some Lay's potato chips. Yeah. And their drink that they gave us was basically milk, not mixed, milk, ice cream, and whatever flavoring they decided to put in. Yeah. And I got I got the Italian ice version of that and it was just orange juice. It was just orange juice. I got I got something called the white way and it was just white milk no flavoring added to it just whole milk and then vanilla vanilla ice cream it took everything in me not to put them on blast to the entire line full of people who i'm sure were like already spending a ton of money just to be here mm-hmm. and then to be handed that like it's one thing if i'm not if i'm expecting like yeah. stadium food like but it's another thing entirely if you hand me something microwave that yeah. tastes like it came from the local dollar tree yeah and it's just like it's the convention is open from one way coffee llc i'm putting you on blast <laughs> 10 to 2 in the morning yeah the lack of food options is dangerous if you're gonna have a like a rave you're gonna have like multiple late night events yeah there's like the thing is once they run essentially once they run out of food they just leave yeah and the thing is it's just like i'm here i think it's because we had a panel that ran for until 2 a.m and it's just like i haven't eaten anything all day the parking sucks and that's why it's also so hard to like um leave to get food because let's say if you brought your car you have money you could just like okay um, the event lasts till this time. Let me go ahead and leave. Um, when you pay for a parking ticket, it doesn't guarantee re-entry to the parking lot. Yeah. Even if you pay for the three-day pass. Yeah. And I... The parking situation felt predatory. Yeah. It felt like, first of all, you are offering a three-day pass, but you knowingly are saying, hey, we do not guarantee you space. So, okay, I'll pay daily. But by the second day, we realized that not enough people were coming to the convention to make paying daily worth it. But you've already kind of fear-mongered us into thinking that we're not going to get a spot. Because and then on top of that, you're not guaranteed that your stuff is going to be safe. The parking, the lot that we parked in, can like, like, was not taken care of. The, the grass was still high. We saw snakes. Like, we were asked to park in places that, like, if you had a car, like, a clunker or a car worse than ours or cars with specific issues, like, we kind of had trouble backing out we a little bit. We getting stuck. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it felt unfair. Mm-hmm. And it felt like taking advantage of people who don't have another choice because the parking at this event has always kind of been and continues to be not, like, good. This is the thing that we complained about in last year's podcast where we talked about how 
the parking situation where they just kept running out of parking. Yeah. And this time, not enough people came to run out of parking. But what was plan B? What was plan C? Also... In that regard, the app that they had, where it's just like try to give everyone information, they on the day on Thursday it said the locks were full, mm-hmm. and they yeah. were definitely not. So it was like a miscommunication where I'm just like, oh, if I'm driving out from like a farther area and I see that the parking lots are full, and I'm like, okay, well now I have to like think of a plan B and get like park somewhere else and get an Uber and like to get to the convention, and then I find out that the parking lots are empty. It's just like, oh, like I I don't know what what, what to do in that regard question i don't know if this kind of brings us into the worst but i feel like it kind of teeters on both ends if that makes sense if you've been to the world marriott center in previous years you'll know that they kind of have a lot of seating everywhere there was like but this year it was cleared out Mm -hmm. which kind of because Sorry, I'm trying to think of how to word it. It was cleared out, and convention people are used to just kind of finding a place along the floor or wherever to sit. But because they were also making a push to be more of... And they were making a push to prioritize their ADA people in a way that I hadn't seen them do previously, it felt kind of juxtaposed, Mm -hmm. where... Like, I imagine if you are using mobility devices, not having as many places to sit and Mm -hmm. having to sit on the floor, it's not, is also an issue. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, it was kind of jarring to see how much of the seating was gone. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, in that regard, did you want to move on to the more worse stuff? Yeah, I think that can lead us to the worst. So, um, did you want to start, Derek? I was going to bring up, I feel like the, one of the worst things for me um, was because I haven't, uh, honestly, I haven't done press in a while. Um, so most of the- oh, Yeah, that's right. You're usually at, at the, the booth, booth or- The thing is, I felt bad because I'm like, wow, I'm really missing that booth. I felt like, um, <laughs> I felt like the princess Baby, and the pauper where I'm like, yeah, the, guy, the grass isn't greener on this side. <laughs> Please, sir. Coming back in the booth. <laughs> so I miss the booth. I'd rather be a popper. Put me back in the booth. I mean, I feel so lost being out in the world. <laughs> I'm like, in the booth, I know who I am. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like with the press, because I've been pressing years. Uh, I think the last, and the last time I did press was like at the at the Hallway to World Marriott, like in 2018 or so, 2019 or so. I remember. But I remember there's certain things at press I kind of remember and didn't remember where I remember there being a definitive press section mm-hmm. because I don't want to get in people's way when they're trying to enjoy an event. And it's just like I want to ensure that I'm not being a nuisance trying to get my photos when there's people who pay to be at this event. People pay like $100 to come to like a bunch of other expenses on top of that to enjoy the shows. So I don't like that. I think it's. There was a press section, I guess, for some events, but like of like the people who are in charge of like the paint, like the rooms for like the special events, they weren't aware of the press section, so I kept on getting misinformation. 
And like some people would be like, yeah, this is definitely a press section. You just go to the front of the line and then you're, you should be good. But then when I would go to the front of the line and ask like, hey, can I go in to set up? Because like, like you said, with the, with the technical, technical difficulties with lighting, I need to make sure that all my, like, all my photos will come out good with like internet so I could test my camera. And they like flat refuse. They're kind of like, I, I, I apologize because I feel like in for me, I wasn't being like huffy or anything. But the reaction that I got was like, I was being super unreasonable. It's like, how dare I ask when people have been waiting? And it's just like, that's not like that. I'm working the event. Yeah. I'm a press person. I'm not here to like just enjoy the convention. It's to be, to kind of advertise the convention with my services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, that, they did not have information readily available for the parties who needed it. Information was inconsistent. There were, it felt like, the parties weren't necessarily talking to each other there. I did mostly special events. So at least there I got like, once I got my runaround and I got my answer, I just pretty much stuck to it. Mm. But for instance, in the lines, they have the tape on the floor that lets you know where, but they know they have an ADA section and a VIP section, but they didn't have a sign or anything Mm -hmm. regarding it there. At one point it felt like, there were like five different people being told five different things and it made it harder for the guests who had been waiting and it made it harder for me as well because I had to get, I had, I asked one person, I got sent to three different people. I come back, a new person is asking, I'm asking and I've gotten three different answers. So it makes it hard for press to do our job. But also I saw how, this was also kind of happening to the guest guests mm-hmm. where they weren't sure what the expectation was. Mm-hmm. And that kind of happened throughout the entire weekend where it did not feel like the app that they utilized was good at getting information out to all the parties. There were a lot of last minute changes that didn't necessarily need to be made mm-hmm. because it's things that, should have been in place before the event. For instance, just getting to and from the shuttle in previous years, there have been lines, but this, there were signs. Yeah. Yeah. With signs. But this year, the first day people just walked up to the shuttle. And then the second day we're getting yelled at because we're walking up to the shuttle, but suddenly there are lines that we need to go through Mm -hmm. or we were checking the event for press and there were, Things being changed the night before, the day before, between mm. morning of and the night before, they suddenly had a, um, what do you call it? It was like an information session mm-hmm. session for ADA and like just what to expect and stuff. But watching these events happen, it was clear that even in the moment it was changing because, and it was hard to accommodate because not this information hadn't been set up and the rules hadn't been clarified ahead of time. For instance, 
It was like day three before I heard officially just from listening and overhearing someone else that the first the first two entire rows are ADA mm-hmm. in the special events. And there was someone who wasn't necessarily working the convention who had to like kind of tell other people that. And they were happy to help. But at the same time, I feel like this speaks to how a lack of logistics can negatively affect the whole experience. Yeah. And then like putting on a convention is difficult. I know things change in the moment, but there should be channels of communication because without communication, people are going to only act with the information they have, Mm -hmm. which is what we've had to do because in the past, whenever we do press from MetroCon for Tampa Bay comic con for central Florida comic con for home in the past, there's always been a highlighted press area Mm -hmm. or expectations for press to go through i felt bad because i could tell they were going through something i wasn't trying to ask that many people yeah but also in order for me to not be in your way i need to know where you want me to be yeah Yeah. because and then we did not get the i'm gonna be real we didn't get the photos or the video that we needed for the convention but mostly because that expectation for press wasn't clearly Mm -hmm. set set yeah because the thing is, in, also, like, just to mention, when I got told no, like, I kept on getting, in moments of each other, I kept on getting misinformation, where it's like, in the first event, um, I asked about press, there was like, there's no press section, just do whatever, and then I, like, there was like a marked off, like, ADA section, but that's also apparently the press section, I guess, because there was someone who came up to me after the fact, who was just like, oh, are you press? And I'm like, yeah, but I, I was like, in the back trying to set up, and it's like, oh yeah, you can just go in like, the, the ADA section, the VIP section, to like, take your pictures and i was like okay cool and then i took took that information i then went to like the other panels and stuff and that was it was completely off so it's frustrating in the especially in the moment where you're like i'm kind of up in the air the thing is i'm thinking about it now um there i'm gonna say this the nicest way i can someone dropped the ball of the communication because um, I, the people who were working the doors, um, they didn't have the same information as the people who were at the help desk. They didn't have the same information as the people yeah. who were at the um, at like the lockers. No one had the same communication, and so they could work with what they had. It's like it's not like people at the doors had radios, yeah. so it's just like, oh, am I gonna like? I have to send you on a wild goose chase because I'm not gonna be on a wild goose. I have to be here. Yeah. I have to be, I'm, my job is, my job is door, so. And, and if you see this breakdown in communication on a smaller scale, it's very indicative, it's very indicative. Uh, indicative of what happens in the terrible section that we're about to talk about. Mm-hmm. Also, just part in, in part of this logistical part, they, I know we've talked about previously where a lot of the, um, it's not fail safes, but a lot of the checks and balances of entry, like things like props, prop check, things with people's cosplays, bag checks, security to make sure people who didn't pay for the event aren't just walking in, mm-hmm. and ex- things like that still weren't present here. Like day two, I didn't even know that they had a costume check yeah. because there are no signs. And the only way I got a whiff was because they had someone who was not there previously standing 
at the escalators holding like a small eight by 11 cardboard yeah. sign that said, Hey, get your props checked. But it, it wasn't where. being enforced necessarily. Yeah. And I feel like logistical things like that in this kind of um, 18 plus event is not great. Mm-hmm. It's not because it's like let's look at the two bigger the two other big conventions we go to MetroCon and MegaCon. There's a back check at every door. Yeah, every entry or you has walk through people. A, or you walk through like metal detectors or something yeah. to like, hey, to make sure that you have right stuff and that's appropriate. Yeah. Even at those events, there's even security happening outside the events because there are people who are protesting. There are people like who are not wishing the best for con goers. Like mm-hmm. you brought it up and I didn't even think about how, like, yeah, I'm going to drag shows and I know that outside of like the kind of bubble of our convention, there is a world of people waiting to hate on the peop- kind of people who show up to these events. Yeah. And, and not th- having, even without the 18 plus, not having those checks and balances in place, not like endangers the people going to your convention because like we've seen worse happen other places yeah like we're still in florida like like you uh worst thing to happen and similar setup with more safeguards yeah and on top of that um before we get into the terrible nothing has changed about the logistics it feels regarding um, kind of the eight, the divide between 18 plus things mm-hmm. and non 18 plus things, yeah. especially within the um, artist alley and the vendors room mm-hmm. and a- accessibility to these areas for minors is still feels like really uh, easy to I was get. Gonna, I was going to bring that up because I feel like they it irritates me. The reason it's still in the worst section, what irritates me about Homa is that they want to play both sides and they want to be the cutesy, Christmassy, wholesome holiday convention. And you can bring your kids and it's really cute. And you can see a lot of beautiful, like, um, holiday cosplays and a bunch of, like, beautiful, like, performances. But then at the same time, I think is the 18 plus event started early. Mm-hmm. Like, earlier than they've ever had that. It's like, like there's like an event at 7 o'clock. Yeah, there's an 18 plus event at 7. And it's just like, or I, I, I think also earlier than that also, but I, I don't have the things to that, so I'm not going to say. But it's just like, you're not putting in the protections to keep people safe. You want to, like, be like the fun party convention where everyone's like, you know, getting drunk and we're having fun. Da, 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 da. But also, you aren't taking care of the people that go there. It's the thing is, it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like they don't realize that for a lot of people, protecting kids is paramount. Mm-hmm. Where it's why the thing is, I'm a teacher. Um, if you don't know this, there are certain books banned as a teacher for being a l- sorry, banned for students for being a little suggestive. What do you think they're going to do for your convention? Yeah. What do you think they're going to do for your convention, especially since you have all these 18-plus events and minors can just, like, walk around it? That's going to get, like, it. let's say, like, if, like, Fox News got a hold of it. What yeah. do you think they're going to do to your convention? Yeah. 
And the thing is, it's it really feels like I would hesitate to even say it should be just an 18 plus convention because convention because the checks and balances aren't there for that. And I fear mm-hmm. it would be even worse. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not like I don't want it to sound like we're being puritanical and being like, oh, save the children. Da-da-da-da. But the thing is. If you are going to take money from these people mm-hmm. and you are going to advertise yourself both as a family-friendly event with 18-plus opportunities, it feels like, if anything, you should have the most tight logistics, mm-hmm. the tightest security, mm-hmm. the tightest checks and balances to ensure that you can do that responsibly. Yes. Because there are like aspects happening that it feels like negligent yeah and the it's unfortunate but the reality of the situation is that people do just kind of drop off their teenagers yeah at conventions trusting it to be a safe place when i first started going to conventions at like 14 15 that's what my parents did yes they didn't want they didn't want to come to the convention with me so they dropped me off by myself at a convention Mm -hmm. and regardless of how like responsible you feel that that is it's the reality of the situation and you are taking these people's money and you are saying that there's a delineation here, but you have a store called tentacle rape and it's not like some of the stores do have kind of like censorship things around it, Mm -hmm. but also there's a wild amount of like, there are ways that you can have both, but it feels like it's still not being, Mm -hmm taken care of because of the extra work, because of the extra money, because of the extra people and everything that need to be put in that for it to happen appropriately. Yeah. Because yeah. I was going to bring up, because I think you were bringing that up, and I think that Metricon is a great example where it's just like, they uphold the values of like, yeah, this convention is for everybody. So the thing is, I know that it's hard to regulate like what people put up for their booth and stuff, but whenever they see something inappropriate that's not for all ages, they go and talk to the vendors and be like, hey, you need to cover this up or you need to take this down because unfortunately we have like other people that are probably not comfortable with it. Yeah. And the thing is, this, these issues are never drastic problems at any other convention except for home at. The culture is constantly like a party, like like sexy culture. And the thing is, for like, like especially for like MegaCon when I first went, when I was I was like a teenager, and I didn't real. And the thing is, I did not realize as a kid. I was like, yeah, I'm very mature, da 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 da. But I didn't realize that there were things in place for me to make sure that I was safe going to the convention as a 16 year old. Like, there's a lot of like signs where like, yeah, cosplay is consent. Like, hey, you see something, let us know. There was like active. Like security, it's they were being proactive. They were being it. proactive. Like, and whenever you're being a vendor at Metrocon, chef's kiss, because the security team goes to every single vendor and it's just like, hey, if you need to be relieved, if something happens, let us know. If you need to take a break, and I appreciate that so much because I'm like, I'm here by myself all day, and I, think I couldn't imagine if like some the situation happened where someone came up to me and said something inappropriate or whatever the case was, and I was by myself. Mm-hmm. And I, there's like, there's a scary world out there, and it's just like, not everyone's gonna be chill. And because you don't have any of those, like, like you don't have security, like, really. You don't have any kind of, like, or back if check. you do, it's not clearly marked. It's not clearly marked. And there's a bunch of people, like, wearing, they're cosplaying as security officers. It's like, I don't know who's who. Right. So it's, like, it's scary that you... There were a ton of people in just, like, shirts that said security. Yeah. But there's no, what do you call it, credentials? And yeah. that's what I was saying. There are already people, like, there are, not to be, like, 
fear mongering. It's a scary world out there, but it is. And 18 plus events tend to attract certain types of people. Mm-hmm. And when you are lax with these checks and balances, it only emboldens those types of people. Exactly. And if things aren't like, if you're not being proactive about it, then you don't know how much is slipping through the cracks, mm-hmm. let alone what is being brought to your attention, mm-hmm. which I feel like leads into the next big thing that we would be remiss not to talk about. Mm-hmm. The terrible. The terrible. If so, this wasn't already the terrible, you know. Yeah, there's there's more stuff. So uh, everything in this section, we did not like see personally. Personally. Yeah. This is all from the copious amounts of like con goers. Yeah. Who are trying to like get this information out there. And so, um, apparently throughout the nights, um, especially the second night, Mm -hmm. um, people were roofied at the convention. Um, there is apparently a group, um, it's a group of people? It's a group of people who have gone to other conventions and they've tried to roofie people. And apparently this has been a problem at Hallmat. Something we've... I've never known this. But we've also never... We like, don't go to the 18 plus events. Yeah. And so apparently people were getting roofied and passing out. The phrase dropping like flies has been utilized a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Wasn't there one person who apparently like passed out and was unresponsive there were we did see ambulances we, show yeah. up yeah when we were leaving times. when we were leaving on thursday there was an ambulance yeah right well, well, and, uh when yeah but, when we were leaving wednesday morning super uh, sorry yeah thursday morning super late there was an ambulance there mm-hmm. and there that wasn't even the first time there were a couple times at night when we went to go put stuff up yeah. where there were an ambulance there yeah, yeah. And, and the ambulance weren't like they weren't like sirening, so it's like we it was like, just flashing. Yeah, yeah, so we just like I think I guess it was just like oh I guess maybe something happened, but I I, I would never imagine to the degree. It's like we woke up uh, Friday morning. Mm-hmm. I was like oh my gosh, we we kept seeing people talking about it, and mm-hmm. then every time Hallmat would post something on Instagram, it would be filled with hey, like are you gonna say anything about this? Are you gonna are you gonna, talk, are you gonna about this? are you gonna talk about this? You're gonna keep uh, promoting. Um, these events these yeah. events and i'm gonna be real i'm gonna be i'm gonna go ahead and cut to the point hallmat didn't respond until christmas morning and that is a bad look mm-hmm. um hey it's like you already profited off your convention hey guys if you're if you ever run an event and something bad happens and if, if you don't know if it happened and you're still investigating it you gotta make a report and then be you gotta like let people know that hey this is happening and then you need to be proactive if you're still gonna have the um, you're still gonna have the rave for that final night then be like okay um but we have more rules put in place mm-hmm. right it's like show people that you are working on it because mm-hmm. the response they kept giving was hey um you need to report this through the proper channels and we're investigating it yeah and then people would then comment and reply to that and be like hey we did report to people who work for the convention, and then they said they didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Or they told us that, oh, people are just dehydrated, blah, 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 blah. And the problem is, 
that where's that's where our communication issue comes down. Where at the convention, no one really knows what's going on. Yeah. And unfortunately, as I was telling Asia and Sam, if you don't get ahead of this, to like, hey. This is what we've heard is happening. We're going to try. We're investigating. We're trying to do something about it. People can just say anything. So we're now at the point where it's like everyone is talking about how they've seen something and things keep coming out. Apparently, there were men hiding in the women's bathroom. Apparently, people are saying that someone jugged the water. uh, Spiked the water. Spiked the the water water jugs. And it's now snowballing. And there's... Sorry, I was going to say basically what you just said because there was no change. It very much felt like business as usual, let's keep going. They didn't pull tickets. They didn't cancel anything. And because of what was happening online and what was coming out online, we looked around to see, okay, so are there going to be more security present? Are there – they're not saying anything. Maybe they're doing more things. Mm -hmm. But – nothing changed we didn't see more security present we didn't see anything indicative of like them acknowledging or working to fix the situation on the ground floor which is where all the con goers are it's one thing to be like okay maybe there are things happening behind the scenes but you have an entire body of people who are paying buku bucks yeah to be here right now saying hey i'm concerned and you know that stuff is spreading like wildfire fire because if they have a friend even just like an acquaintance that they meet at this convention you don't want them to go into it being like yeah well i knew you could get roofied but i didn't say anything Yeah. yeah so there's this entire attitude on the floor and if they don't see you and you're not acknowledging it online and there's no acknowledgement in real life it just seems negligent Mm -hmm. and i feel like the way that thing is they made a a comment about it on christmas and then it kind of after everyone already spent their money after everyone already spent their money and i I feel like they were trying to like absolve themselves of of the responsibilities oh yeah and they like, and then this, and then the next day, it was just like, yeah, we had such a great time at home at. Yeah, Here's today they made. posted the thing that was just like, yeah, we had such an amazing time. They feel they did their uh, recap video. Yeah, and thing is, all the comments since that day have been, hey, you talk about this. Are you to talk about this? Are you to talk about this? Because the thing is, in their in their uh, acknowledgement on Christmas, they're just like, hey, no one told us. Yeah, we didn't hear anything about it. And then everyone in the comments is like, you're lying. I sent you an email. I talked to your people. I talked to like, there's like eyewitness accounts. And even there's, people, if, there's apparently video. And even if they, so the thing is, even in, there's a possibility that they are on the right and no one came to them, right? You still own it to yourself to have a better response than that. Yeah. It's, even if, if no, you don't know came to you, if you like saw all the comments that are on your thing is apparently it feels like their instagram is their main line of communication you see the copious amounts of comments and even if they're a hoax even if they're lying even if nothing happened you can't be like you can't just wash your hands and say no one told you that's a terrible way to like, frame this especially since hama is constantly being like yeah we're a family we care about you we care about our congoers we want we care about ada we care about like representation we care about this this and this and then it's not just slap in the face for you to like say all these things and try to get on my good side so i can keep going to your convention and then you take the profit and then you bounce and then you don't say anything i couldn't i can't like, i could never imagine that anything at this degree could ever happen at a convention because every convention the thing is because every convention and I've like people go to cons, they go to like multiple cons. 
something like this happening at such a grand scale at such a big convention like home at is inexcusable and i feel like it looks bad on other conventions yeah like if you're not gonna do it for yourself like you're not gonna do it for like the people around you do it for yourself you look bad and then apparently this is a constant issue. The, there was worse things that happened last. There was happened last year, and there was worse things that happened last year that this was this was something of the rug. Yeah, a, a lot of the comments were just like, "Well, you know, this is something that happens at home at home at." And it feels like the oh yeah you and there's always kind of been a culture like we never really go to the eighteen plus events, mm-hmm. but acknowledged by hosts and things at their official events there's always been this kind of flippant attitude towards you know it gets crazy at home that <laughs> what's <laughs> wow but the thing is <laughs> but for serious that's how it be though it does. and it's this combined with the lack of logistics combined with the continued like and this isn't even everything that we've heard has happened at the convention it's in this is being swept under the rug and like it's no big deal the thing is and that's just us hearing that someone got roofied that's not us hearing the aftermath that's not us hearing about what happened to the people who got roofied people try to take advantage of people who aren't roofied who are not roofied who are not under the influence of drugs or alcohol Mm -hmm. let alone both allegedly so what happened that we're not hearing about? Yeah. If we barely got to hear about this, what's happening at this convention that we are not, that is not being brought to light? Because the thing is, it's hard enough to have been taken advantage of in that kind of way. Who in having this response to what I feel like is not being said, but being like, hey, someone got roofied. So it's already hard enough to come forward with like in a wider scheme of the world sexual abuse allegations so what's happening here that we don't know about that isn't being taken care of that you're saying that this is a family event where minors are coming around that's being okay that's being normalized that's being swept under the rug or not being investigated or not being taken care of because the thing is we don't know what happens and with something as big as a group of people being roofied and that's all we know that's all that's That's been brought to light that is horrifying considering who we visibly see going to this conventions Mm -hmm. and the thing is there are creeps at every convention yeah and the thing is that's not even poorly meaning creeps there are just people who are poorly socially adjusted there's just all kinds of people but the thing is we can't deny that there is a seedy underbelly of the world and if people are going being comfortable roofing people at these events then like who's to say what else is happening and you're just sweeping this under the rug and what's going to happen next year yeah exactly the thing is next year where you're going to be in a bigger space where you can have more people because it's going to be at the um, orlando convention center which is so much bigger yeah than this place and so many more nooks and crannies and so many more like places for oversight and if the people who are putting on this convention have shown such a lack of care for your safety and well-being then and also just basically taking your money and running yeah then no, that's, that's exactly what's right. gonna happen next year what's gonna happen in the future what's gonna happen like as this convention keeps getting bigger and bigger because i don't like not everyone who goes to convention keeps a pulse on it like this Mm -hmm. yeah not like 
we don't even go to the 18 plus, but we know because we work, we know the things we know because we do work these events mm-hmm. and like, and we didn't, and the thing is we didn't, it's, it's more upsetting because we found this out because of like concerned citizens that were going to the convention. Yeah. The convention didn't make any post about it and all they did was deny, deny, deny. And if we, if I didn't go on Instagram that morning, would any of us see it? Because we don't check it. We don't check don't Instagram go, like that. I don't that. go on Instagram like that. On a whim. On a whim, I found out that people, that, that was happening. And you go on business as usual. You took, like, you're taking, like, it's like, a, it's you're scamming people. And you have people warning people, hey, like, usual clubbing stuff. And who are warning people to be on guard like they're going to downtown Orlando bar hopping on a Saturday night. They're going to but, Gotham Alley. But, like, no one's expecting to have to safeguard themselves like that at a convention in broad daylight. Mm-hmm. You, you would and think that's you're not, not the... stupid for not thinking that you would have to do that. Yeah. <sighs> and so... Oh, sorry. Sorry. That was no, us. No, you're no. good. We yeah, repeated. That, no, I, I appreciate that because I feel like that's... Uh, that's a that's a perfect read. I will say, m- one of my final things I want to bring out. You guys talked through that beautifully. Mm. I will say there's a there's a. Uh, it's not everyone, but yeah, there are people who are using this as an opportunity to kind of get their own incle- increased clicks on their own social media by like. Trying to find information on this event to like do their own investigations, do their own investigations, or kind of center it around themselves yeah. a little bit. Where it's just like in an event like this, you can't do that. It's why we preface by pointing out that hey, we didn't hear like we weren't there for any of that. Yeah. We're just going off of what people said, and the very fact that people can so many people are like saying these things. It's concerning. Yeah, every comment on all their posts since that Thursday has been in in regards to this. Yeah, and so that's something you can't sweep underneath the rug. And that's indicative of what we were saying last year, where the environment of this convention needs to change because it promotes stuff like this. Mm -hmm. And until that changes, I don't know if it even can at this point. It almost feels like you need to throw the entire thing away. Mm Mm-hmm. It, it without an earnest and honest look at what went wrong and an admission mm-hmm. and a complete overhaul of the system because if like what are you doing with the money that people are paying you if it's not for if so many basic convention things are going unfulfilled mm-hmm. Well, the money's not going back into their safety, going back into, like, any of those things. Sorry, I was trying to wrap it up. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, we're at an hour and ten minutes. So, I, 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 that, was, I, that was me summing up everything. Oh, my bad. No, no, you're good. You're good. So, until everything changes, until things get better... I don't know if I could recommend Hallmap as a destination for any potential con-goer, mostly because it doesn't feel safe enough. They can't guarantee your safety. They don't. E- they can't even say things. Acknowledging it. Acknowledging that something might be wrong. So it's from there. It just it leaves you with 
kind of no point in going. And it sucks because there, as we've gone over, there's a lot of good things. It just doesn't outweigh all the negatives. Yeah. The risk that you could be potentially taking. And that's that's what we have for today. Um, I feel like because we're ended on the mood we ended on, I any questions you guys ask in previous podcasts will be moved on to next week's. Um in that vein, I guess we'd be remiss not to say, because we do normally ask all for questions, questions regarding, like, specifically what we've been talking about with what happened with Hall Matt and the roofing and the, like, other allegations happening. We are not, what we've shared is what information we know and information we've gathered from the Instagram and everything. If you have further questions, we don't necessarily have the scoop on it or anything regarding that. I feel like looking for yourself at the information present on their Instagram and what people are saying and for you to make your own conclusions are the best that we can direct you to. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for listening to us. Um, for those that went to the convention and didn't have like... <laughs> They didn't have a great time. I'm sorry. Um, this has been Derek. And Sam. And Asia. And thanks for listening.